0: Uh, Welcome back to the Link lineup. This is episode two. Um, we've got plenty to talk about today. We're going to go over some uh, Kelly Green reactions. Uh, some of the camp notes from, I guess, the first week of training camp. I think it's the first week. Maybe it's a week and a half mm-hmm. now. Uh, it is Thursday, August 3rd. So throwing so not throwing that disclaimer out there just in case anything changes. Uh, we're going to go to camp notes. We're going to talk about the linebacker issues. And overall, we're going to give you the stock up and stock downs. Of the players that are you know worth talking about um, with me today, as always, is is Bryce Haynes.
1: So buddy? How are you?
0: Good. How are you? Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at I am Bryce Haynes. And uh, can't you can't see him yet? But we have a uh, we have our newest member here. Uh, we got Josh. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at the Pre Two. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited to uh, get started with you guys.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm pumped to have a, a third person to kind of talk birds. You know, it's it's a good time, it's a good time as ever to talk to birds. Uh, so, you know, we we'll not we won't waste any time. We'll we'll hop right into uh, the show. Uh, so, uh, unless you live under a rock, uh, the Eagles released their Kelly Green uniforms, uh, and to me, they look beautiful. Uh, Bryce. I don't know about you, but when I first saw him, I I was worried that maybe they'd mess up like the pants or the helmet. But I think but they did, I think they did a great job.
1: That's what I that's what I was really worried about is that they would mess up the uh, the pants for the most part because back in the day, like they had the silverish kind of color pants, and my yeah. thinking was that they might just slap a green stripe down the side of the white pants and just rock green and pretty much basic white. But I'm I'm glad that they. Back the uh, silver colored pants with the uh, green stripe. Yeah, but in all, I think they did a good job with it. I think Nike did pretty damn good with it.
0: Yeah, um I think I think the Eagles have kind of messed up uh jerseys in the past. Uh, more specifically, the the all black uniforms with I think I didn't like the white stripe on the side. The white stripe irritated me because we're going all black, and we even threw in the black helmets. So like, just make it black and like make it green, if anything, you know. So yeah. Um. So Josh, uh, give me your opinion about the uh, the Kelly greens.
2: Yeah, I love them. I mean, I've always been a big fan of uh you know alternate jerseys in general, and uh, there's few if any better than the uh, Eagles Kelly green in my opinion.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's been cool to see all like the throwback uniforms that the NFL teams have been releasing. I think besides the uh, the Kelly greens, I think the uh, the Titans slash Oilers jerseys have been my my favorite. Um. But. Uh.
1: I'll bring up a uh, favorite besides that Bay- was probably the, uh, the old Seahawks jerseys. I like the, I like the blue and the green and the silver those. And I, th- I think a lot of people had a lot of love for the creamsicle Tampa Bay jerseys. Oh yeah. I've, I've never been the i I've never been the biggest fan of the creamsicle.
0: I mean, they're cool. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't like the, I don't like it either. I don't like it either, but they might, they don't wear those to against the Eagles. i Maybe, maybe, and we'll see those ugly things uh, on the field. Uh, but you know, overall, it seems like throughout the you know Eagles Twitterverse and or Xverse, wherever, wherever we call it nowadays, it uh, seems like everybody was over. Like overall, it seemed very happy with the release. Uh, we were, at least I was. I was skeptical because you know the Eagles' uh, social media team was like just teasing us and teasing us and teasing us about it, and. I, there was always like this this thought of man this could be a letdown this could be like awful yeah but somebody leaked it we got to see it early and you know overall it was it was it was it was good it was a good experience
1: i think there was a there was a good possibility that they built up too much hype for it too much to the point that it would underwhelm itself just on how much the the social media group and the uh, fan base was so excited to see them. And they could have messed one little thing up on it and it could have, it could have ruined the whole thing just based off how much hype was built around it. Uh
0: I do think they messed up one thing and that were that was the games that they chose to use the Kelly Greens in. Uh you know, we chose the Dolphins and the Bills. There's like and like if in terms of like schedules and basically like big games, these are not your big games. These are AFC opponents who when it comes down to like tiebreakers, it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so I don't, I don't like that decision. I wish it was like a Cowboys Eagles game or even the 49ers Eagles game. but um, overall that was the, that was the big thing that I think they messed up on. Uh, so you know with that being said, why not give the listeners a power ranking? Of your top five Kelly greens to get, I like it. And so yeah. I I'm want I'm let I'm gonna let Bryce start first. Give me give me your number one. Who, without a doubt, if you're buying a Kelly Green jersey, that's the one to get.
1: The absolute number one that I personally think of, it's the obvious one. I think it's the one that a lot of people is gonna is the number one Jalen Hurts jersey. As of right now, he's your franchise quarterback. Just got paid to be your franchise quarterback. He's best player probably on this team right now. So, I mean, and that one just looks absolutely beautiful in Kelly Green. So I think Jalen Hurts is your one option if you're going to buy one.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Now, Josh, do you have a different opinion on number one?
2: I'll preface this with this. I'm usually not a fan of getting a jersey that a lot of other people are going to have. Fair. So I usually uh like if my first choice for a team's usually not you know the star quarterback. That being said, I can't argue with Jalen Hurts at number one. I mean face of the franchise, uh, you know, the number one does look great and Kelly Green, you can't I mean it has to be number one. Right.
0: And I saw somebody, you know, people on Twitter were asking, like, who should I get? Who should I get? And I know somebody said these words. They said, Don't overthink it. Go number one. Go get Jalen. And you know can't go wrong you can't go wrong with Jalen um I don't want to dive in like too uh, like too deep into this but if you had another jersey to get Josh who would you get
2: so I would have to say my number two is probably Jason Kelsey um you know another another face of the franchise really um great personality has his own podcast with his brother Travis um and you know, and I love unique jerseys. You know, not everyone's gonna go for an offensive lineman. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean Eagles legend, one of the best centers of all time. You can't go wrong. No, you
0: can't go wrong. And I I think when I'm building on top of that, I think getting the core four of like Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jason Kelsey, any of those four, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong at all with those. Um and so Bryce. Do you have another another option? So, so the one,
1: I don't know. I think this one's kind of it's questionable just because his contract status at the moment. But say, say we DeAndre Swift plays well this year, they re-sign him to a couple, two to a two-year to three-year deal, or whatever. I think that number zero in a Kelly Green would look absolutely beautiful. I, that's just my personal opinion. This is the first year that they're allowing uh, zero. So I don't know. I think that's a, that could be a pretty big option for people.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is that Booker back there?
1: Yeah, he's Booker, barking his head off
0: back here, Booker, man. Booker's going crazy over there. Uh, <laughs> he's probably excited for the Kelly Greens as well. Uh, with that being said, I think my number two, uh, he never played in a Kelly Green uniform as far as I remember. He played whenever – we changed to midnight greens or right after we change, uh, you can never go wrong with Brian Dawkins. The, the, the 20 will always look good on a Jersey. And, uh, you know, he's a legend. And if you are one of those people that are scared to get like current players, jerseys, because you don't know what will happen to them, especially in like this world of sports that we're in right now, you can not ever go wrong with Brian Dawkins, a fan favorite, you know, never. Uh, so, We'll do this. We'll do this last one. So, Bryce, give me somebody that hasn't been mentioned yet that you would you would fork over $130 for their jersey.
1: Okay, so I think my third option probably was uh, – well, I got two, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one is Devontae Smith. I think that's an option a lot of people are going to go with too. Um, I think that six. It's a really good number. It looks good on a lot of jerseys. Uh, I think it'll – be pretty cool in kelly green um but the one that i'm kind of excited for is to go the rookie route and uh i think either nolan smith that that it would look all right that
0: was was my pick that's that's the only reason why i made my face (laughs) i
1: got you but i think see i'm not the i don't know i think three on an edge rusher is going to kind of look a little weird a little wonky but at the same time it has the potential to look really good too but the other one my my pick that i'm probably going to end up going with would be uh, Jalen Carter's uh, i think uh that's probably your safest pick as a rookie right now uh he's going to rock 98 i believe ain't it that's going to be his number uh i think so yep. I, yeah yeah i think that 98 will look it'll look really cool in a Kelly green jersey as well
2: yeah
0: and to Bryce's point last year when we went to Philly, and we were going to the, the Eagles sh- like pro shop, and uh, we were looking at shirts and whatnot because we already had jerseys on, we didn't want to buy another jersey. Bryce went and picked a shirt that said, Let the big dog eat, and it was the Jordan Davis shirt. So, Bryce is Bryce, Bryce loves some big linemen, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Absolutely, man, loves some, some, some big dogs. Uh, so, uh, with that being said. Uh, Josh, who hasn't been mentioned yet, give me your—we'll call it a sleeper pick—of a jersey that you would fork over your hard-earned money for.
2: Sleeper pick. So one of my first thoughts, not quite a sleeper, might be that Dallas Goddard '88. Um, you know, a, it's like '88 on a jersey, Goddard to be around for a long time. But in terms of a sleeper pick, um, you know, I have—I'm going to say Nickobe Dean. I kind of like that '17. Um, another young defensive player out of Georgia uh, I think that will be a cool jersey to get
0: yeah definitely especially if he pans out this year uh, yeah. we want to talk about him a little bit later uh, in this show uh, but my pick was going to be Nolan Smith just because I feel like he as from what we have seen now he's like the bread and butter of like what Philadelphia Eagles fans love he's he's very he has like he's Got a lot of character, you know. He, he he's funny. He's funny. He works hard. He goes hard. From what we've seen, he's just a lovable guy, man. So like number three on the edge. Who cares? Who cares if it looks wonky? It it, it don't matter because at the, end of the day he's gonna be he's gonna be sacking some of the uh, the best quarterbacks in the NFL, um, hopefully. Uh, so with that being said, Kelly Green's were a hit. They were a hit. Can't couldn't. It was hard to mess it up. It was gonna be hard. Really hard to mess it up, but they didn't mess it up. I will but, say, I
1: will say, I think it would have been pretty cool if they brought back the white version of the Kelly Greens too at some point. I think it would have been kind of hard for that. I don't think that they wouldn't consider that an alternate, would they? That's kind of they, a. They would.
0: However, I think the rule is, and I may be completely wrong, but I think you can only introduce like one alternate every year. You can have multiple art- alternates, but. You can only introduce one every year, so I think I, I heard that they're going to try to do it next year. Uh, That'd be pretty cool. Which would be cool. Uh, here's my actual last question. I was going to move on, but a question popped up in my head. Uh, just real quick, Bryce, should the Kelly Greens be the the permanent home in a way?
1: Uh, I don't think so because I think it kind of washed, washed down like the, the specialness kind of of it. Like it's, it's a special thing is it was the, uh, I don't know. It was the everydays for back in the day right now. They're bringing it back as an alternate. I think it needs to kind of stay an alternate, but at the same time, I think you need to bring it out for more games. Look when it gets next year and years after they need to bring it out more than twice or maybe three or four times, something like that, but not nothing crazy. I'd keep it, keep it fresh, keep it special. Something like that. I think that that'll be, uh, Something that I think they need to do.
0: All right. I know you said no, but think about this. You can close your eyes if you want to. All right. You go with <laughs> the you you go with the link on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. They're playing they're playing the 49ers. They run out the Kelly Greens, right? You see this at the fifty yard line. You see the old Eagles like word wording in the end zone. Tell me you wouldn't want that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean
0: every single Sunday or every. When you, yeah.
1: <laughs> when you paint it that way, I guess yeah, probably. But I don't know. I I'm just so set on it being kind of an alternate at the moment. Just something you bring out a couple times a year, a few times a year, just to keep it fresh and special. Because I have nothing. I have nothing against like the jerseys we have now. I I I like the midnight green. I think they're I think they're pretty nice. But at the same time. When you pay, when you put it like that, yeah, it sounds like something I need to stay around. Yeah,
0: no, I, I I get it, I totally get it. Now, Josh, I I personally think that I like I like the midnight greens. I I'm kind of going back and forth. Do you think that the killer greens should be a full time thing, or should you think we should hold on to the midnight greens?
2: I mean, I have love for both. Uh, I am excited to see the Kelly green and I do wish we could see more of it. Uh, I like the, the, I do appreciate the argument that we should keep it special. Keep it like an alternate because we don't want to necessarily see it every Sunday. I don't know. I would kind of, I mean, I don't know. I was closing my eyes when you were describing that, <laughs> describing the uh, setting you know, play of play the Niners on Sunday. And uh, I just can't say no to that. Yeah. So I would be definitely down to, Flip flop, so like have the Kelly greens as the default and the Midnight greens as the alternate. Um, that's probably what I would go for now. You know, it's been a while since we had the Kelly greens to rock, and uh, I'm all for it for now.
0: For sure. And ever since we went to Nike or the NFL went to Nike, I feel like the the color of the green for the Midnight greens have changed more into. I don't want to call it a midnight blue because that's not an actual color, but it's more of like a midnight blue now instead of like a green. Yeah. Um, because especially if you if you look at the the pictures from uh, the Super Bowl, it looks like we're the Jacksonville Jaguars sometimes. Cause like some of the some of the pictures, it's just, it was just blue. It was blue. Um, but with that being said, color were a hit. Thank you, thank you uh, to the Eagles for bringing them back, Jeffrey Lurie. Love you. Um, but moving on to what we want to talk about because football is now in full swing, at least for the most part. Uh, let talk about training camp. Let's talk about training camp. We're obviously not in Philadelphia. We're not the people who write about the birds, so we're not going to be in there watching them with our own eyes. But we can do our own research and go from beat r- reporter to beat reporter um, and kind of create our own Opinion on what we think is happening in training camp. So, with that being said, I think the first thing we should talk about is Jalen Hurts. Uh, So far, from what I've read and what I've seen, is he's having a great camp. And you know, the biggest thing that Jalen Hurts needed to improve on was his accuracy. Um, and if I think, let me pull up the tweet. I think. He hasn't thrown a pick
1: yet in camp, has
0: he? He has not Someone thrown already a pick.
1: Hasn't.
0: But you know who has? Dak Prescott. Prescott has thrown <laughs> multiple picks. Um, but right now, Jalen Hurts, they're keeping track of his, his, his stats. He's 56 for 72. Uh, four touchdowns. At zero interceptions. Well, that's for 77% uh, completion rate. And no teammates were telling him to shut his bitch ass up. So, <laughs> yeah, couple, that's a couple things to take away from there is, A, he's he's taking care of the ball, which is important. Obviously, you don't want your quarterback throwing interceptions, fumbling the ball like Jalen did in, in the Super Bowl. I'm bringing that up because it is a sore spot and I'm trying to get yeah. rid of that sore Work spot. Through it. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's also still a leader because nobody's telling him to shut up. And they're not trying him. Uh, but, no good things. Good things. Uh Bryce you got anything uh, that you want to talk about with Jalen Hurts or anybody else for that matter?
1: Uh well Jalen um I'll hit on him real quick. Uh from what from what I've read and I'm sure a lot of us have read uh yes he's looked good in camp but it's almost not it's almost like he's not he's still progressing like he's getting better than what he was last year which is a big, big plus, like a lot of players have ceilings to what they can reach. And what we wanted to see was hopefully last year was not his ceiling and that he could continue to get better from what I've read and stuff like that. And heard, listen to podcasts is that he's, he's continuing to grow mentally and um, he's uh, dissecting uh, coverages a lot, a lot better than he has in previous years and stuff like that. So that's the biggest thing with me for him is that he's just, he's continuing to get better. And he's, he's uh, keeping a lot of fuel and fire in himself to continue to get better.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, he's still, he's still, how old is he? 24, 25. Uh, he's like 25, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still very young and in, into his, you know, his career. So, you know, there is a there are a lot of people that are like, he's only good because he has a good team around him. However, you don't want to surround your young quarterback with bad talent. So yeah, sure. He has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. And now Deandre Swift. So like, sure. And the best offensive line in, in football. So yeah. like, I understand that you hate it that your team didn't surround your young quarterback with talent, but he is, He's going to improve, and this is going to set him up for the future. Because you want to have like you want to have good years at the start. You don't want to destroy your quarterback's mental. Because being a quarterback is almost like mental, like mental, like strength. I guess you want to call it is like is all is pretty important. It's pretty important, yeah. and you don't want to destroy somebody's confidence. Because uh, we've seen many quarterbacks come in and then immediately go out because their confidence. Mm-hmm and has been destroyed because they weren't surrounded with, you know, great talent. Um, on the topic of Jalen hurts, Josh, uh, have you seen anything that stood out to you besides what we have mentioned or, you know, anything negative?
2: Um, I really haven't heard anything negative. One thing I do love that I've heard about hurts though. Um, you always hear about quarterbacks, you know, like beating it with your arm or beating it with their legs. But um, I heard Jalen hurts talk about, you know, beating teams with his brain, which I love is, uh, you know, just for his continued development to be able to pick defenses apart, read defenses and, uh, you know, just continue to get better. Um, I mean, yeah, I love it. I've heard every, nothing but great things. Um, one thing I did see actually also is that his phone background is uh, him walking off the field of the Super Bowl, like covered in confetti when the Chiefs won. And uh, just, you know, always having that chip on his shoulder and, uh, you know, never getting complacent, you know, coming off a MVP caliber season. Um, there's a lot to be proud of, obviously, for the year he's coming off of and his progression. But just you know, just staying hungry and uh, getting better every day—couldn't ask yeah. for more.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh. And so, like, as an Eagles fan, I think we all three can agree that you know, having a quarterback that you can tell he's he doesn't want to be like complacent. He's not satisfied with what happened last year. And overall, if he comes out this year, wins the MVP, wins the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl MVP. He's still going to be like I. I could have been a lot better in this aspect of my game. It just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he is going to be satisfied until his time's like in the NFL is done. And so that that's great to have, especially because it's like the complete polar opposite of what I feel like Carson Wentz was. Where Carson Wentz, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care. I feel like he didn't, he didn't care at all. It seemed like he was just, he was like, I can throw the ball, I can run a little bit, I'm good. But, you know, with Jalen Hurst, is, it seems like a completely different story. Um, now, let's talk about some more offense. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen A.J. Brown still very good at football. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but A.J. Brown is still good at football, and so is Devonta Smith. So is that a good thing? Absolutely. Especially for also an offensive coordinator in his first year being the OC. That's great to have, too. Um. Then of course we have Quez Watkins calling himself elite. Uh, Josh, do you think he's elite? Just real quick.
2: In a word, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we hope. Let me let me let me say this. What I, I hope I hope Quez does good. I hope Quez is great because he still pisses me off because of that one play in February that made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I hope he does good, and you know what? Be delusional if you feel like you're elite. You you'll probably play a little bit better than what you are. And I hope for his sake and our sakes, he's great. Um, I'm
1: glad he. I'm glad he feels like he has something to prove, though. Like that's the biggest thing. Like he he himself comes has come out and said, "Yeah, I played like shit last year. I'm a lot better than what I when I put on the field last year." Uh, so I'm I'm kind of glad he's got that hunger and fighting in because there's been a couple of players, that receivers that's come through this team that didn't feel like, even though they has being scrutinized that they didn't play bad. So, and they didn't own up to it. So I'm glad to see him at least own up to it and work to get better than what he, than what he played like last
0: year. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you know, we're on topic of offense. So, I mean, is there anything that stood out to you, Bryce, that you've seen or read uh, at all?
1: Uh going back to uh DeAndre Swift, I've seen that uh he's looked really, really good catching the ball, uh, in camp and running. But uh it looks like him being a pass catcher out of the backfield is what his strong suit is and what it's gonna what's gonna be uh, most helpful this to this team. Cause I mean, you had Miles. Miles had a really good rookie year catching the ball, but other than that, you didn't see an entire lot of Miles catching the ball out of the backfield or running routes or something like that. So before you bring DeAndre Swift in, all you really had on the team was probably Kenny Gainwell that was excelled in catching the ball out of the backfield. Boston was Boston was pretty good at it. Boston was all right. But you didn't have one person who's like it like an immediate threat threat to come out of the backfield and catch passes and run routes over the middle or because I seen a video of him going in motion the other day, like starting out at receiver, at starting out wide, coming across in crossing motion, catching pass out of the backfield. I think that, I mean, the more weapons you could put around Jalen and putting this offense is going to, is going to excel. All
0: right. Uh, Miles Henry didn't catch the ball because he had bricks for hands. So, um, you know, the, the bar was very low whenever you, compare what we have now to mile centers uh, as far as like in the passing game for sure. Uh, so, you know, Josh, we talked about the running backs. Is there anything that we may have missed in the offensive side that that stood out to you, uh, during this first week of training camp?
2: Uh, this first week of training camp. Um, well, you know, I mean, obviously coming into the off season and, uh, coming into the year, you know, we're going to go with the running back by committee. Um, and it is good to see, cause I was curious, you know, cause usually even with the running back by committee, uh, there kind of ends up being a de facto number one. Yep. And uh, it's good to see that Swift has taken that role. Cause that's probably who I would have preferred, uh, before training camp. Um, just being able to also, like you said, giving me, the, uh, like the passing element and how he can contribute in the passing game, take pressure off of hurts. Um, yeah, just, you know, really glad to see that. Um. One thing that stood out to me is uh, the develop you know how Joseph Nod is coming along. Seems like he has a good chance to make the roster, Boy. which I was not expecting. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, a former five star recruit. Uh, you know, one of those classic big Clemson receivers. Um, that'll be nice to see how he comes along because that would be a an awesome addition.
0: Yeah, uh, it's funny because I just want to circle back around and be like, "Hey, we can talk about wide receivers. Let's talk about this guy." Uh, so. Yeah, I've seen nothing but like great things being said about him. And the best part about him is he's shining because you also are very thin on outside receivers. Let me tell you, that guy's not playing the slot. There is no shot in this world he's playing the slot. He's going to be on the outside. He's going to be hopefully a jump ball guy if anything were to happen to Smitty or AJ. So great to see somebody like making plays and impressing. Uh, especially like an undrafted guy. That's that's a nice. that's a great story. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. We we hope he's not the, the training kid or the preseason sweetheart. I hope he's not. I hope he makes the team. I hope he does, just because he seems like he'll be exciting to watch, and we'll get we we'll get to see a lot of them in the preseason. So, you know, uh, our opinions may change whenever we see them play next Saturday. Uh, so that being said, no, Josh wasn't here for the first episode. Uh, we made our our fifty-three man, you know, predictions. Uh, so we talk about offense. So on the on the offensive side, do you see any changes? We're not going to talk about the offensive line because it's hard to evaluate offensive line. Uh, other than Brett Toast, your ass, you can't be a center. Uh, <laughs> but uh, is there any any changes you think you might want to make to our initial projection?
1: So. Um, I can't really – I can't remember, really remember off the top of my head who I slotted in as, like, the fifth receiver for uh, –
0: It was Britton Covey.
1: Yeah. See, that's that's the thing about uh, Joseph Ngata is, I mean, he doesn't have any special teams, like, experience that I know of coming in co- uh, out of college. So that's, like, is what's kind of – because I don't think they keep more than five. I think five is is what they're gonna keep, but I may be wrong they may keep six if they keep six I think he's the one that's that they're gonna they're gonna keep but um like when it comes to offense no i I don't see any really changes to my fifty three that i put out or that that we did uh i don't know it it's gonna be tough for joseph, but like we like josh just said he's he's been shining in camp. And so he seems like the uh, the number one option to be the the darling, the preseason darling to uh, have the best chance to make a roster.
0: Yeah. Um, and like I said last week, whenever I reference the the sweetheart or darling or whatever you want to call it, I'm more so referencing like the Henry Josie uh, type where they shine throughout the preseason, fans fall in love with him, he gets cut, and then he's never to be seen again. So I hope that's not him. Uh, I have a couple changes that I think might surprise some people, and it might make people sad. Uh, number one, I think somehow, some way, Tyree Jackson makes the roster at tight end. I don't know who's the odd man out there, but from what I've seen, he's doing his thing in in training camp once again. Now that he's he's healthy, you know, he can make the team. I don't know. I don't know, like I said, I don't know how he makes a team. Maybe Jack Stoll, because he's not getting See, first first team reps or second team reps. He's, uh, he's like behind Grant.
1: That's what that's one thing uh, that I forgot about that I was gonna bring up. Um I was listening to uh, the Eagle Eye podcast the other day and they were talking about why would you keep Jack Stoll on the roster if all he's is good at and is looked at is his blocking aspect. Why not bring somebody onto the roster that has a little bit of upside in both receiving and blocking? Because uh, last year when Tyree had to play a little bit, he he played a couple games last year. He didn't do bad with his blocking. And, and he's got uber athleticism. I never knew that he had that much athleticism being a converted quarterback. <laughs> so um, that's one thing that I could see happening that they keep Tyree over Jack Stoll just based on, because if you could teach him how to block, you're getting a pretty good re- athletic receiver option that tied in who you can teach and mold how, how to block. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me, but like you were saying, Tyree, Tyree's been playing his ass off in pre in uh, training camp so far.
0: Yeah. Um, and here's, here's the last one. Uh Josh, are you a Boston Scott fan? Oh, absolutely. He's not making the team. Uh Trey Sermon. <laughs> Trey Sermon is. Uh and here's the reason why. Uh I think with the, the removal of the kickoffs, now that you can just fair catch it wherever, whenever, get the ball at the twenty five yard line. I think that hurts Boston Scott a lot more than people realize. Uh, what's sad is I love Boston Scott. I know Bryce likes Boston Scott. Josh to say he loves Boston Scott. Everybody that, that that wears Eagles apparel loves Boston Scott because when we play against the Giants, you know, if you're a betting person, you know, anytime you touchdown, Boston Scott, you hammer that <laughs> one down. So yeah. with that being said, Trey Sermon has gotten nothing but praise throughout all of training camp so far. And it'll be fun to watch him play in the preseason too, uh, just to see where he's at. But it seems like the Eagles love Trey Sermon. Yeah. and. Austin Scott may just be like the odd man out, which is which is sad. Which is so sad. Yeah.
1: Do you guys do you guys see the videos that came out today of Rashad Penny and AJ Brown taking kickoff return reps in practice today? Uh, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Them two were uh, practicing returning kickoffs. If that means anything to y'all, I don't. Well, I'm not going to make a lot of of it because I don't see it happening. Rashad Penny, he's got special teams experience he he played kickoff return at san diego state when he was coming out but there's no way in hell am i putting aj brown back there to return a kickoff
0: yeah uh it now maybe they're doing that so they can maybe get Britt covey on the practice squad and that would open up a spot for one of the two people we just mentioned um if they don't want to get rid of like boston scott uh so like I said, I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to say, Boston Scott's not gonna make the team. I just don't think he's gonna make the team unless something happens, which is like I said, which is so sad, so sad. Uh, but the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on to the defense. Uh, Marcus Mariota is struggling every time I see, every time I open up that, that Twitter X app, I see Marcus Mariota drop the ball. He he got he can't make a pass. A lot of it is. The center sucks. The offensive line that he's that's blocking for him suck. Uh, maybe not maybe suck is the wrong word, but they're just not they're not great. So he's still struggling, but hopefully we don't have to worry about Marcus Mariota. Who cares? Right? We're gonna we're gonna put that in, in the air. We don't care about Marcus Mariota because Jalen Hurts is gonna play all seventeen games fully healthy, and then he's gonna play three more fully healthy. So <laughs> That's all. That's that's that'll wrap up the offense, uh, defense. I know, I know. Bryce has a couple things to say, based on what we spoke about earlier. Uh, so Bryce, give me kick off, kick us off defense. Give us something. Give us a highlight that you want to bring up, or a player you want to bring up.
1: Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the rookies so far. Um, it seems like Sidney Brown, he went from third team up to second team, so. Whatever that wants to tell you, he's making strides in camp. Um, he's looked a lot better. Uh, Keely Ringo, today, he he made a uh, pretty athletic play on the ball. Um, they were working on red zone 11-on-11 11 11 drills. Uh, and he broke up a pass from Jalen Hurts uh, on Devontae Smith. Almost had a pick. Um, it seems like uh, Keely. there hasn't been anything – a whole lot said about Keeley. And like you always say, Chase, I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing. Um, But today he was talked about for the first time that I've seen and it was all positives. So um, it it seems like, well, for one, the Eagles would be ecstatic if he could play well enough to be your top corner, like top backup corner. Cause um, I think he's got, like I was telling you earlier, Chase, I think he has more upside playing corner and excelling at corner than he does, say, if he makes a transition to safety. I think he's a good safety, if that ever is the case. But I think if he's a good corner when it comes time, I think he's more than a good corner, if that makes sense. He's an elite corner um, compared to just being an all right safety. But uh, – like. Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Nolan Smith has been kicking everybody's ass, apparently, off the edge. And Jalen Carter, you wanted to talk about Brett Toth earlier. Uh, absolutely demolished Brett Toth today, apparently in one on Uh if that means a lot to anybody, but um
2: it He's seems like it's me. all po-
1: it means it seems like it's all positives coming from your defensive rookies right now. Haven't heard a lot about Moro, the Jomo, but I mean he's he's a seventh round pick. You're not gonna probably hear a too too ton of a lot, but I
0: don't know. He's there, he's trying. That's all that matters. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Yeah. Yeah. So I know I know Bryce covered a lot. Josh, is there anything that he missed that you wanna want to talk about?
2: Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, um is Mario Goodrich, you know, getting first team reps at nickel. Uh definitely didn't expect that. I know my personal preference in years past has been uh, to put Maddox in the slot there, but uh, you know he's probably better suited at safety, and he does have those injury issues. So to have somebody else who's at least in training camp, uh, you know, worthy of getting those first team reps, I think it's a great sign.
0: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he then he was it Goodrich that laid the hit on. Um, who was it? No,
1: it was uh it was that undrafted. Corner out of LSU, that uh, Makai Garner.
0: Ah, Makai, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's not making the team, but good Good on you. Good on you. (laughs) Uh, A couple things to wrap up. I guess defense is Josiah Scott has in any article I've read, it's been he's he's lost. He's he's getting cooked. He's he's doesn't know what he's doing. And for all of us that have watched games in the past couple or past year or so any time he has played, he he's looked lost and not good. So hopefully he, he gets, you know, knocked off the team. Uh, cave Wallace is still getting first team reps from what I read. Uh, why
1: chase chase it seems like, uh, we're going to get our feelings hurt. This guy might, might be good again <laughs> or <Yeah>. good. Now <laughs> he's
0: no, he's not, <laughs> he's not, it, it's not happening. Uh, so, Kevin Wallace is getting first team reps. I think Sydney, Sydney Brown Jones is in my head every time I say Sydney, and I'm I'm <laughs> going to struggle with this the whole year if we talk about him. Sydney Brown, uh, is going to take over that spot. And a couple things, another thing I want to mention about because we're talking talk about safeties, and this will tie into our next conversation, is I feel like the safety is going to have a big like linebacker role, just because our linebacker situation, which we'll touch on uh later on. Uh Christian Ellis is getting first team reps, which I think you and I kinda talked about that last week. Uh it was gonna happen.
1: Good on him, man. Yeah. Good yeah. story. Uh I don't know if I don't also, like you was talking about talk about a linebacker situation here later. I don't know if it's because Nicholas Morrow sucks or Christian Ellis is just playing really well right now. So I don't yeah. I don't know what to make of it.
0: Yeah, and I mean the cha- the 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 projection for like the defense is kind of just up in the air. I haven't seen anything to like change my mind about anything really, except for the linebackers. So we want to talk about that now. Great transition, Chase. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's talk about the linebackers. Uh, so Nickobe Dean has like, from what I've read, just he's having a quiet camp. And so whenever he was in Georgia, he was, his strengths were uh, run defense and blitzing, right? So, where does he struggle at a little bit? Pass coverage. And every one of our linebackers right now are struggling in pass coverage. So, A, what's the fix? And then B, how are we going to fix it? Because, like, we can't just run guys, like, two down linebackers all season long. We got to have somebody that can play three downs. And so far, Nicholas Morrow. Just isn't I don't think he's gonna make the team. I don't think he's gonna make the team at all. Really? Yeah, I think we I think somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get brought in. Linebacker is the position that I think we're gonna bring somebody in. We're gonna make a trade. We have picks. Something's gotta happen. Hell, give me Michael Kendrick's back at this point. Um I think he's I think he might be like going to jail still or something. I don't remember <laughs> that situation. But.
1: Yeah. I think if he, he was, last time I checked he was going to jail. <laughs> he was going to prison.
0: If you're not in jail for your stock thing. Come back. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Nicole Dean's quiet. Nicholas Morrow, not good. Christian Ellis is showing like signs of life, but it's still not good. They've been throwing uh, Edmonds at like Dom linebacker, which is what we said would happen. Except I said Sidney Brown. My apologies, I got that one wrong. But Bryce, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen in this linebacker room?
1: Uh. Like you took like we talked about it, uh, I still think this is probably the room that that you bring somebody in. Cause if if what they're talking about is actually happening in training camp right now, it's about to be a long ass season for that linebacker room. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not looking good, not looking promising. And it's not that Nicobe Dean has been bad. It's just he's not making enough plays to be noticed. If if that makes a lot of makes some sense. He's just He's okay right now, apparently, and we haven't seen a whole lot of him. He made some flashes last year. Uh, I think, I think this linebacker room. I don't think there's anybody that's going to sit out a preseason. I don't think they're going to let anybody sit out. I think they're going to have to play a lot of snaps in preseason just to see where where we're at. And I think that's when he could probably start making moves. Is like after that second preseason game, he's like, "All right, this shit ain't working." We're gonna have to we're gonna have to look elsewhere. But I think we just gotta give him to Kobe some more time. Um I'm not I'm not so quick to write him off yet, but it's it's not where you wanna be after you don't wanna have a a a big question mark. You can have some question marks within the room, within a couple of players, like a player here. You you know about the other two. You don't know about this one. You know what I mean? You don't want to have a question mark on the whole damn room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's what that's what it is right now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I know you mentioned it, but this is Dean's second year. This is going to be his first year starting. Hopefully he starts because if he doesn't start, we're going to have a more serious problem. But, like, this might be the year where we just play to his strengths and it's going to suck because – you know his pass coverage skills are okay, but he's undersized, so if he's going to have to guard a tight end, and tight ends are just probably going to outmuscle him. Or you,
1: you got know. you got Darren Waller in the division now, and he's yeah. astronomically taller than Nick <laughs> Dean. so so
0: you're going to have to you're have to cater to his strengths. You know, so blitzing, just stopping the run, which is it's good, That's good, it's good to have as a like a linebacker, but. Boy, when third down comes around, somebody's got to be in there. And it- I was about
1: to say, there's no way you can take him off the field.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, real quick, Bryce, who give me, give me, give me a trade target that we should look out for. Queen,
1: I think that's the consensus one that's flying around the community. But at the same time, I think that's the one that makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. It's
1: coming off a okay year last year, uh, it's all right, but at least you know what you're getting with him it makes sense uh he may he's uh he's all right in pass coverage he's he's good at stopping the run not not a big blitzer uh but i think that's the consensus one that's going around and i don't think it's going to take a lot to get him like i said last episode maybe third fourth round pick maybe if you can if you can get him for that i think you absolutely do it but
0: i don't know uh, now, Josh, on a scale of one to ten, Tim being you're freaking out, and you're, you're scared. You're scared to death. Give me where you're at with this this linebacker room.
2: As it is, uh, assuming we don't make a move, and I do think we will make a move at some point, which uh, you know, would definitely bring the number down a bit. I'm going to be honest. I'm at like a seven or eight. I'm definitely, there's question marks all over the room. Uh, and Jacoby Dean, I do think he's going to be better long-term. I think a lot of... Uh, us getting the most out of him is just going to be getting reps and getting comfortable with the team, like showing his leadership. But uh, as it stands, I mean, that's—I think that's hands down our weakest position right now.
0: For sure, for sure. And like just a year ago, people were—you know—they were calling him the steal, the draft. So it's not like he's—he's he's just this this guy. He has no. the potential. It's just, it just—it will take time and. I think we
1: have heard we have heard some good things about him though. Like he's already got the green dot. uh, Um which I thought which I thought they were going to give it to Nicholas Morrow over in That's a bad thing. That that is that at the start of camp before camp started, that's why that's that's where I thought they were going. For him to already have the green dot and not even play a full season yet is is a good thing. Uh that's that's another big thing that was with him at Georgia, his It's just he's smarter than everybody else, and his leadership qualities are – it's like you got Jalen Hurts on the opposite side of the ball is what I've read. Like, all the Georgia guys talk extremely high of him. Um, So that's a good thing. But other than that, I don't – like we've been talking about this time, it's just not a biggest fan of having question marks all over the room. I'm fine with a few here and there, but the whole room can't be a question mark.
0: Yeah. And the last the last thing I wanna I wanna say about this situation, especially like with N'Kobe Dean, uh, Nicholas Morrow, I, I'm not a fan of you. I'm I'm sorry. I just I don't think you're gonna make the team. So this this is about Nicobe Dean. For anybody that's ever played football, or just sports in general, you know that you could you could probably suck at practice, but when when that when it comes game time, it's a whole different it's like a whole different feeling, it's a whole different game. Things click whenever you have to. People, make it click. Some people
1: are like that. Some people are ex- exactly like that.
0: Yeah, so like the intensity is so much greater during a game than in practice. It's it's August. It's super hot out there. I wouldn't want to try my hardest. But, you know, at the same time, when the lights come on and it's Sunday and you're you're lined up and you got a chance to make a play, you're going to make that play. You're not going let it, to let it slip. But, you know, so – Give give N'Kobe time. Don't give Nicholas yeah. Morrow time. He he had his time. He um, came from Man, the Bears. I, Bears are I
1: don't know why. Why are you so quick to write write him off so, right now? Uh, cause I mean, I haven't seen anything so shitty about him that like you're talking about him like he is awful. <laughs> uh, I just don't see it yet.
0: Remember that. Remember how you felt about Kazir White?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it makes a lot. It makes yeah. a lot of.
0: Yeah. I I was like, Kaiser White's not that bad. I was like, he's he's cool and you were like, nah, he sucks. He he's terrible. Get him off the team. <laughs> I was like, okay. But that's how I feel right now. I because like I I wanted him to be I wanted him to be like like I wanted him to come to camp and be like this guy They're like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be great. This guy's gonna be like solidified number two because they they were gonna give him a Kobe number one regardless. That was the plan. But I wanted him to come in and be like the solid number two linebacker and from what I've read, he just hasn't been like that number two linebacker. Christian Ellis has been a more number two than him. And that's, yeah. that's why, that's why I'm like, you're not going to make the team, but like, see so like,
1: do you think they keep Sean Bradley over him?
0: I think because of special over teams.
1: Nicholas Morrow? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think cause of special teams, so. uh, I wanted to ask Josh a question. Josh, is there another name out, out there that you think that they could possibly trade for?
2: Yeah. I actually have two guys in mind. Um, one that I've heard – it's been a little while since I heard rumors about him, but one was uh, Isaiah Simmons from uh, from Arizona. Yeah, uh, I wanted him back when he was drafted. I just love his uh, – I mean, absolute freak athlete. Uh, you can put him all over the field. I think he'd be a great fit. We could do a lot of things with him on defense. Um, the one I've heard more recently that would probably take more to get and he'd probably end up being a rental is uh, Devin White from Tampa. Now I don't think we're going to trade for him. Uh, we never invest heavily in linebacker like that. But uh, you know, if there was one guy that's potentially available that I would love to get, it would be him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, those are two good options right there, along with uh, you know Bryce's pick. I do think that you have to either make a trade or uh, you know a late offseason signing for linebacker or safety you can't leave both of them how they are now. And I know we talked that maybe the safety room will surprise us and play above expectations. But at the same time you have two holes, what it seems like and linebacker and safety, which you can't have two holes right there. That's, that's not good. That's not good to go into the season. So they're important, very important spots on your defense. Yeah. Either you get killed in the middle of the field or you want to kill it deep. So, Um, you know, I I do like the young players we have, but, you know, I think we should try to make a move at one of those spots just to solidify the defense a little bit more. Um, So with that being said, you know, we talked about the first week. And so every week we do this, uh, we're going to give our stock ups and our stock downs. Uh, So we're going to take the officer side of the ball the defense side the ball I'll tell you who's good and who's bad. Uh, so, Bryce, we'll start with you. Uh, you did defense, right? You got yes, defense. sir. Uh, we're going to start with a stock up. So, we're going to start positive, and then we're going to end with the negatives. So, Bryce, take it away.
1: Okay. So, for my stock up, number one, I actually have two players like Slash. It's Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Um, so, with them two, you knew what you could potentially have coming in, but throughout this first week of camp, they've kind of solidified what they are. Um, not bust so far. If the if we're if the season was one week of training camp, we won the draft. You hit a, yeah, you hit a home run. But um, for them two right now, uh, I think their biggest thing that they need is reps amongst the veterans. Like within the first team. Um, I see a lot of Nolan Smith is coming all kind of coming off this with the second team and getting some slight first team reps. And with Jalen Carter, he's rotating in with the first team. Me personally, I think Jalen Carter is going to end up starting over Fletcher at some point this year. I think it's going to be Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nicole, uh, uh, Hassan Reddick. I think that's going to be your four at some point in this year. Um, which which is fine with Fletcher. That's not a shot of Fletcher, but Fletcher's just getting old. He can be a situational pass rusher. Uh I don't think he plays as many snaps as he did last year. He played a lot of snaps last year.
0: Yeah, than.
1: Yeah, way more than I expected he was going to. Um so with them two, they're on my stock up. Um my second one is actually Reed Blankenship.
0: A ghost.
1: Uh, oh <laughs> yeah. So he has actually been playing pretty well in training camp. Like, we'll go back to what uh, we talked about earlier. Um, If no news is good news that's at some points, and with with Reed Blankenship, I think no news is about the best that you can have right now. Uh, Coming into this year, I think he was the one – safety in this room that was not that didn't have a question mark beside him. I think he was the one that was surefire gonna start. I, I was a little bit higher on him than I am with Terrell Edmonds. But that's my second stock up and my third stock up is uh Christian Ellis. We've talked enough about Christian Ellis this entire podcast to for me have to go into detail about him.
0: No, tell uh, me more. Tell me more. I want to hear about it.
1: He's, well, he's, my, he's one trying. of my favorites. undrafted guy coming into the year thinking he's just going to play special teams that was my thinking i thought there was no way in hell he was seeing the field on defense but apparently he's pretty good so uh he's my third stock up
0: cool cool uh josh i had you take the horns with the offense so uh give me your stock ups for the for the offense
2: absolutely uh, so the first guy I just wanted to bring attention to I mean we did talk about him earlier is uh, DeAndre Swift um, him you know coming out as a, a big element in the passing game has been a, a pleasant surprise um, I know he did average around 50 catches a year in Detroit but uh you know just seeing that we're gonna actually really be able to have that exact uh, screen pass element and just a receiving threat out of the backfield I think will be uh, great for the offense this year um, I know we traditionally haven't thrown to our running backs a ton under Sirianni, but I think that's also been because we haven't really had the personnel to do it. So uh, I'm excited to see what we can do with Swift uh, this season. Um, The next guy that I uh, wanted to bring up um, was Joseph Nott. I mean, we also talked about him earlier, but just uh, seeing an undrafted rookie perform the way he has uh, seems like he's got a great chance to make the roster. Um, You know, you got to, I uh, appreciate that. Um I think that, uh yeah, I mean he has all the talent in the world, you know, being a former five star and just being one of those uh like I said before, just a big one of those big constant receivers. Um good to see that he's uh outperforming expectations.
0: Okay. That's good. That's
2: great. Yeah. And then uh, just lastly, it's uh, well, this is actually a group, um, but really like the main, I call them like the main four of the receiving or the passing game hurts. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Um, I mean, they've all looked good in training camp. You expect them to look good, but you know, it's always good to uh, for them to, you know, keep that up. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've all, they've all looked great. They've all looked like they're not missing a step from last year and uh, poised for another great season.
0: Oh Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are just listening to the audio version of this, any time that my boy from Clemson is mentioned in a good way, I'm smiling from ear to ear. I just, I can't stop smiling about it. I'm excited just to see what happens with him. Um, and like I said, any I've, I've read stock up, stock downs, or like who who's done good this practice or whatnot, I see his name on there. It's a great thing. It's a great thing for all of us. I think. Case
1: okay, uh, so if he doesn't if he doesn't catch one ball next Saturday against <laughs> in the preseason game against the Ravens. Please don't cry. No.
0: <laughs> uh, I won't cry. I will cry if he turned into a Travis Fulgham. That's that'll make me cry. Because we mentioned this last week. I want to mention it again. Travis Fulgham stole my heart for four weeks. I was I was going to buy his jersey and the best a,
1: player in the NFL for four weeks. What, what a, are you talking
0: about? What a time to be alive! Whenever Travis Fulgham was was running downfield for the Eagles. Uh, but let's move on to some of the negative stuff to wrap up the show. I guess Bryce, give me your. Defensive stock downs. Nicholas Morrow okay. better be on there.
1: So uh my number one is actually N'Kobe Dean. <laughs> yeah, that's my number one. We've talked about him a lot this podcast, uh, just like with Christian Ellis. Um but at the same time, the stock out stock down necessarily isn't like a bad, bad thing. It's just kind of underwhelming. Um with nikobe, like we talked about, I just think he needs time, man. I think he needs time and reps. I'm not gonna get too much into him uh, my stock down number two uh would be Terrell edmonds at the, Terrell's been yeah, I mean it's not I haven't heard a lot I haven't heard bad things about him um it you kind of just want to see more than what you're actually seeing now from him or hearing from him. Um, And my number three, I will go with Nicholas Morrow. Chase hates this guy. Chase wishes he never touches the field. Um, I think he's going to be – I still think he's going to be on the team. I think he's going to be linebacker two over Christian Ellis. Um, But you're – like Chase talked about earlier, you're not seeing what you were hoping to see from him coming in to training camp. So he's my stock down right now at this moment.
0: Yeah, so I want to touch upon a couple of things just so, you know, we make ourselves clear and we're all on the same page here. Uh, as far as Nicholas Morrow, I hope he does good. I just <laughs> – I hope he does good. I hope he I hope he makes the team. I hope he's a star. I hope he's the best linebacker we ever had in the history of linebackers. Um, just want to touch on that. Now, I know you mentioned the co as your stock, one of your stock down. Uh, players. It's only stocked down because when you like look at the expectation going into the season of what we want N'Kobe Dean to be, and it's honestly not fair to N'Kobe Dean just because we saw, like, what, 10 plays against the Titans, and we were like, man, this guy's going to be great. And sure, he tackled Derek Henry a couple times, but I mean, it's, only, yeah. it was, it's such a small sample size.
1: It, it, his hype honestly started from the moment he was drafted, like, they were thinking he was going to end up trying to push for a starting spot last year. I never saw it happening, even though wasn't the biggest Kaiser White fan. Hated that guy. Did. But it started absolutely from the moment he was drafted. Like, we were like, oh, we," I've, see, I've seen some asinine, crazy things around the community when on Twitter when he got drafted, like, that he was – Oh, this is a Hall of Famer, blah, 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 all this crazy stuff. I'm like, man, he's a fourth-round pick for a reason. Like, there's a reason he fell this far, Maybe whether that be they had injury concerns on him or something, or his size, whatever it may be. His hype was so big from the very moment he was drafted. His back, like, it was an uphill climb already immediately. So I think everybody kind of needs to slow down a little bit, chill out see what we got within preseason even the first couple of games within the year and then we can start talking about <laughs> what we need to do moving forward but like i said i, I just think it, he needs time more than anything
0: Got him in the fourth round mm-hmm. i don't know why i thought second round who, who did we get in the second round last year
1: who was the second round pick last year it Was jordan davis uh did i'm gonna
0: have to the, look it up do we, we trade the second round i can't remember Meanwhile, while right, Bryce while Bryce looks that up, uh, Josh, you give us the the offensive letdowns.
2: Uh, so the first letdown, I have to say, is Marcus Mariota. I mean, all things considered, that's a pretty good person to have be a uh, letdown because, you know, if all goes well, he will never see the field as an eagle, and I hope he never plays a single snap. Um, <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you can have anybody have a shaky training camp, I'd rather it be backup quarterback than anybody who's going to get any substantial playing time. Um, next I was going to say, um, you know, kind of a, more, a fringe guy to begin with, but Devin Allen, I think is, uh, definitely, um, his socks gone down partially because, you know, he's missed some of training camp with, the uh, with the calf injury, but with, uh, you know, Quez Watkins kind of uh you know, trying to come on more. Um I'm forgive me if I'm pronouncing this name wrong. The guy we got from uh Atlanta. Olamide Zacchaeus, is that how you say
1: it? Uh Alamaday? No. It's it's either Olamide or Olamide. Or Olamide. I've Olamide. heard I've heard two different <laughs> pronunciations of it.
0: From this point forward on this podcast, we're gonna call him Ozzy.
2: Ozzy. I like that. That'll work. Ozzy. and of course uh <laughs> to bring him up for the umpteenth time today, Joseph Nada, obviously uh, outperforming. Um I mean, like I said, Devin Allen was a fringe guy to begin with. I do like the uh former Olympic level track athlete, turned receiver, uh story, but uh yeah, I mean he was already a long shot, and I think at this point he's really got he's hoping for the practice squad at best. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's your last one.
2: Um one more. It's again. It's kind of like a group, but really like the backup offensive line. Oh, yeah. um, now that's probably contributed to Mariota having a shaky training camp. Um, but they've just looked over, uh just outmatched. Um,
1: Brett Toth got his ass kicked by uh, Jalen Carter. By the way, I'll go ahead did. and say it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he did. He did. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, I know that we because our, obviously our starting offensive line is the best in the league, and so hopefully. Um, you know, the backups won't matter too much. I know we do like to give some guys a rest once in a while, but uh, yeah, they've definitely looked shaky. Been, uh, definitely some question marks there as well. But, I mean, I'm confident that they'll get their act together.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got the best offensive line coach in the league too. So, uh,
2: no doubt about it. Yeah, so,
0: any any questions about the the line, he can fix it, you know. Um, yeah. You know, touching up on Marcus Mariota, we, t- we discussed it earlier, but the offensive line – Probably could be the biggest contributor to him not, you know, playing his best. But you also got to realize, you know, what you have with Marcus Mariota. He's been in the league for what, like seven, eight years now. He he's not good with deep ball. He's better. He's more of a a, a mobile quarterback than I would say a dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, so it's like you know, medium to short passes. So yeah. you know, you're going to lose a lot of your your deep game with him in like we said, we hope he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to play. We pray the guy doesn't have to play. Um, Devin, you guys want to say about, uh, Marcus?
1: No, uh, I was just going to throw in a stock up for an offense real quick. Um, uh, Tyler Steen, uh, from what I've seen, he's actually, he's played pretty well, uh, in camp so far. Um, he, uh, he had a really good rep against Jalen Carter. Uh yes it was either two days ago or it was either today or two days ago when the open practices was. But um he's actually he's cross training still. Uh he got some left tackle snaps in today, which which is cool. I mean that's that's fine. You don't necessarily want him to play left tackle because that means my lotta has went down at some point.
0: Doesn't he have T-Rex uh, arms,
1: too? Yeah, he's, he's a little short in arms, but uh, he needs to be a guard. That's what he absolutely needs to be, but it's still cool to see that he's still kind of cross-training at both positions, just just in case anything bad happens, which I think he still needs to be the starting guard over Kim Jurgens. but I don't know. I just want to throw his name in the hat there for a
0: minute. No, I'm glad you did because I was going to touch on this too. Let um, to me talk about Devin Allen first. So Devin Allen, you know, he showed off, he last year, I believe it was against the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. That's when he blew out the defense and he showed off his his Olympic speed that he has. Um, and you know, if he if he could just commit the football, and like I'm not asking him to commit. I, nobody's really asking him to commit the football, because like if your heart's in like Olympic. Like I think he does what? The hurdles? Hurdles. Yeah, it's hurdles. Like, yeah. So like if your heart's in it, like it, that's what you want to do, do that. Football can come second. But like you're not gonna make the team if you don't if you don't do that. So like he has the potential to be like this guy you're like, hey, send him out there, tell him to go deep. He's either gonna open up the middle of the field or he's gonna he's gonna be deep and he's gonna beat the the safety or the cornerback, depending on the cut the, like the, the scheme. So you know I hope I wish he would A, not get hurt so we can see him play, and then B, I wish he could commit a little more to football, but like I said, we're not going to ask him to do that, especially if his first love is going to be the hurdles. Um, Tyler Steen. So, obviously, right now, Marcus Mariota is getting bad snaps from Brett Toth. Guess what? You're not going to have Brett Toth touch the ball come regular season. So, who's going to take over at backup center? Unfortunately for the Eagles... Their backup center is currently getting first team reps at right guard. So, doomsday scenario here: Jason Kelsey goes down. Now you're going to slide Cam Jurgens over to center, and Tyler Steen, who's not not really getting first team reps, not going up not, not going up against the best of the best. You're going to throw him out there. There's an easy fix to this: put Tyler Steen out there at guard, let him get the first team reps, and let Cam Jurgens just be the center and the backup center. Because there is no reason to take away these valuable reps from Tyler Steen, especially if he's, if he's as good or almost as good as Cam Jerkins is. Plus, like you and I mentioned last week, Jason Kelsey's also small, like undersized. So, putting an undersized center next to an undersized right guard, you put your biggest, meanest guy between those two. They're gonna get, they're gonna put up a pretty good fight, but they're gonna get tired quick. Yeah. That's just the way the world works. So put another big guy next to him, next to Jason Kelsey, and like preserve him. You know, you don't want to like drain him of like every ounce of energy he has left in this tank, which you know, this could be his last year. So put Tyler Steen there and Cam Dragons can sit for one more year and you know, learn the system again. Um and just like take take his next step and then back up back up off the line, all people I care about. It's Cam Jordan, Dennis Kelly, and then maybe Jack Driscoll. Everybody else, kick rocks. I don't care if you make the team or not. Um, we're we're good where we're at as long as nobody gets hurt. Um, so with that being said, um, Bryce, anything you want to add to anything we talked about today?
1: Uh, Nakobe Dean is actually a third round pick instead of fours.
0: Oh, there it was. You uh, <laughs> All we gotta do is meet in the middle. Uh, yep. Yep. So, uh, Josh, anything you'd like to add about today's episode? Get your final word in.
2: Um, no, I mean, it was a great, uh, great being here. Looking forward to future episodes and, uh, go birds.
0: Yeah, for sure. He knew the password. That's why we let him in. Uh, if you want to be part of this podcast, just say go birds. Um, with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, uh, you can find us on all our socials at the link lineup, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's X now. I'm sorry. I got, I got to get used to that. I got to get used to the X thing. Um, you know, we'll be uploading our video version on youtube and our audio version on your favorite podcast platform Uh, so be sure to check us out there Uh, if you do like us leave us a review on the podcasting stuff If you like us on youtube subscribe like comment tell us your favorite eagle all time Um, so that being said thank you guys for watching and uh you know go birds go birds